0: This is another damn sports podcast. Hello everybody and thank you for tuning in to another damn sports podcast. I am Drew Torres here with Money Mike Gilcrest, sporting the hat of one of the teams participating in the college football playoff this new year's day money mike how you doing i'm sure you're excited for this next game after we just watched the exciting and kind of puzzling ending to the michigan versus alabama first matchup
1: doing good Yep. Yeah. horns up texas longhorns playing against washington coming up shortly on espn uh and uh you know I, i'm excited to see texas playing the college football playoff because college fo- um, football for texas has not been really relevant the last handful of years So I'm excited to uh, see them play and see if they can meet Michigan in the uh, national championship game. What a crazy ending to Michigan, Alabama. I got to say, Michigan has been the best team in college football all year long, but they were doing what they usually do in these big games. They've been playing sloppy and they were almost beating themselves to a point where Alabama was hanging around to to win this game. But they were able to put it together, get an overtime, get the ball first score, and then Man, Alabama on that fourth down call, what what
0: was that? looked like the Mark Sanchez butt fumble almost. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, an interesting play call at the end there, really. Just the quarterback took the snap and then just dove right into the line from the four-yard line. Uh, it was fourth and goal, and it was like, even if you made it through the line in that scenario, you were probably going to land short. Like, I don't understand what the play call was there. I imagine they were kind of looking for what Jalen Hurts does really well in the NFL, right? It's kind of snap directed to the quarterback, hope that the C's part immediately uh, when the right. wide receivers go out wide and then just run it right up the middle. But clearly that did not happen on that play. Well, the snap was also low, so he knows even going to start the play with any kind of momentum. Yeah.
1: Um, and I think that he wasn't able to go behind his lead blocker. His lead blocker was already gone. Right. So I think that it just, it was a broken play all the way around, but Michigan had such horrible special teams playing this game. Um, you know, a uh, botched snap on one of the extra points, Um, and a fumbled punt return, the punt return at the one yard line, uh, with the end of the fourth quarter, it was just a debacle of, you know, special teams, uh, follies all around (laughs) the game. But, uh, it was fun to watch, uh, Dave Portnoy's live reactions on Instagram that kept getting updated. That was pretty fun. He's wearing his
0: big gold Michigan jacket. Yeah. he He had a million dollars on the game, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah well what to be that rich um but no it's it's <laughs> right. it, it's kind of crazy thinking about just how much football is a game of inches right because like you said at the end of the of regulation the michigan punt returner when it was tied 20 to 20 was fielding the punt at around the 8 yard line or so and he ended up fumbling it all the way back to the 1 yard line picked it back up and then got tackled immediately and yeah. he was so close to being tackled into the end zone but his knee Touched the ground right before he landed in the end zone, so the, the Alabama was just a few inches away from winning the game just on that fumbled punt, and I can only imagine what that punt returner would have felt afterwards if uh, they cost Michigan the game. That would
1: that would have been a shitty way for a great game to end. You know what I mean? That would have been a that would have been a terrible way for this game to end. And um, I know a lot of people, you know, there are people that are rooting for Michigan uh, in this game, particularly because Michigan's always knocking on the door, but they always seem to fall just short. Uh, but also they're playing Alabama a team that wins so many championships and there's so much controversy about Alabama getting into the college football playoff over Florida State so I know a lot of the
0: people are feeling justice right now that uh, Alabama did not win yeah a lot of people are feeling justice about that but obviously some people are probably pissed about the Michigan scandal that they've gone through this entire season with the signs stealing and Jim Harbaugh being uh, taken away as the head coach for a number of games throughout the season but hey I guess we'll be seeing in the Michigan final and uh, hoping that we get to watch them against your Texas Longhorns. Money Mike, I don't think you've ever shared on the show. I'm sure people hearing for the first time or seeing for the first time that you're a Texas Longhorn fan. Why don't you share why you support the Longhorns and why they're your college football team uh, other than Syracuse, I guess, even though Syracuse has historical right.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like, let's just be clear if Texas and Syracuse were ever playing head to head, I would pull for Syracuse over over Texas. But I started rooting for Texas as like my um, my second team uh, for college football in particular. I don't really give a crap about basketball for them, but uh, I had family members who lived in Austin for a number of years. And while they were living down there, um, it was when Vince Young played USC in the title game back in 2006. And um, I watched that game and I was just rooting for the Longhorns because I knew that they would live down there and they were rooting for the Longhorns Um, and they won. And so whenever I played like on college football games, I would play with Texas. I would either play with Texas, Syracuse, or Notre Dame because my dad's a Notre Dame fan. Um, And I just always would pull for them to do well. It's not like I'm this like diehard like I am for the Celtics, the Red Sox, and the Giants, uh, or Syracuse basketball where I watch every game. I know all the players and all that stuff. I I honestly couldn't name any players on Texas right now with the exception of a uh, guy who doesn't even play which is arch manning right. so yeah. uh but i for them to do well so i mean i'm pulling for him uh, i got this hat when i traveled down to austin uh to visit my brother my dad and i actually broke into the texas longhorn stadium and when i say broke in we were walking by the stadium and we saw the door was open so we walked in
0: yeah and
1: we took a picture on like inside the part of where you could see the field um so it, that was pretty cool um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I, I hope that they do well tonight and they beat, uh, Washington and we see
0: a Michigan versus Texas final. Yeah. That's going to be definitely the final that I think the NCAA is hoping for. Um, everybody who's more associated with the power conferences, they really want to see Texas, Michigan, but Washington is obviously a team that was able to earn themselves a number two ranking. Um, so they are no slouches themselves. I'm very curious to see how they perform against Texas. As obviously we've seen these matchups before, where maybe teams that don't come from the more powerful conferences come into the college football playoff, as we saw last year with TCU, and they have to pay face off against one of the big guns, you know. And Texas, I think, would be considered that at least for this year. And uh, it's always curious to see how they respond to that up in competition, the best competition that they will have faced by far throughout this entire season. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on those types of matchups, Mike? Do you think there really is a good chance for upsets in football, or is that really more left for basketball?
1: No, there's always upsets, and there's always a chance for an upset in college football. I mean, it, it does sometimes feel like the heavy favorites tend to win, but Alabama beating Georgia a couple of weeks ago uh, was an upset. I mean, Alabama had been struggling throughout the year in terms of, like, they hadn't been as dominant as they had been in each individual game. So being able to upset a team like Georgia was huge um texas uh early on this is back when i was upset about spectrum blocking out espn because they were doing their contract negotiations um texas upset alabama no one thought texas was going to beat them i certainly didn't um and uh you know it was uh, a big upset at the time and it propelled texas to have the season that they ended up having um and then you had like a game like there was a good game earlier in the year where it was ohio state versus notre dame i think notre dame was uh favored and they lost uh in a close one there. So there are still exciting upsets, you know, uh, throughout college football. I, I definitely think that it's more common in college basketball, um, but uh, it, it certainly does happen in college football.
0: Yeah, I think that's definitely more just because of the nature of the games, right? Football, if you have the bigger, stronger, more physical team, you're going to probably win nine times out of 10. Whereas in basketball, even if you have the smaller team, there, there's ways that you can get around that. It's still outplay yeah. a team that's more athletic um so i can definitely see why the upsets are definitely more so in basketball and it's going to be interesting to see we'll be able to see if that's the case when the college football playoff expands next year to 12 teams because then we'll we'll be able to see okay will the number 12 ranked team be able to beat the number one team in the country who knows um yeah. but this is exciting like i like uh mike noted we are recording this podcast directly after the Michigan Alabama game where Michigan won in overtime 27 to 20. So we will see what happens with Washington and Texas. Uh, Before we move off of college football though I do want to cover one other game that has happened so far in this bowl season with you Mike and that is the Georgia Florida State game. Obviously there were a lot of storylines that came into this game. Florida State feeling that they were snubbed because they had an undefeated season after winning the Atlantic Coast Conference uh, one of the power five conferences but their quarterback went down during this run and the college football committee felt that Florida State wouldn't be able to put up a good enough fight against any of the other uh, top three teams, Michigan, Washington, and Texas. So they kept them out of the top four and they placed them against Georgia in the Orange Bowl, which happened just on Saturday. And that ended up in a game 63 to 3. Now, obviously, the storyline, when you just look at the score of face value, was that okay florida state didn't belong they're not that good georgia is just a, a different class compared but florida state also was without a double digits of their athletes because they all opted out of the game whether that was because they wanted to say f you to the college football committee or whatever um florida state rolled out with the weakest roster that they had out there throughout the entire season and georgia just took advantage so Mike, what was, what was your thoughts on this, the results, and all the storylines surrounding?
1: Well, I I mean, I got to say, now, now that they have have um, such activity in the transfer portal, when um, teams don't make the college football playoff and players are looking to transfer schools, they don't really care about the bowl games, especially like the players that are going for the NFL draft because they don't want to hurt their NFL chances. You know, these bowl games uh, that they're not like the actual playoffs are more of just like, for people who may be on the bubble of getting drafted into the NFL or, like, younger players on the team who need to get experience, uh, that seems to be what they are. Like, some like people just don't even really play. Like, I don't I don't think anybody for Ohio State that was a major player played in their bowl game. Um, uh, when it comes to the Florida State-Georgia game, like, look, Florida State, what upset people about that was it, it was like, okay, so merits don't matter because Florida State went undefeated. doesn't matter how they did it. They got undefeated, and they won a power conference. Um, and so based on merit, they deserved a spot. There's no argument there. But unfortunately for people who want it to be merit-based, college sports, college basketball, college football, they are businesses, and they want to sell the best product, and they want to put who they think is the best teams on the field, record aside. And I do think that the four teams that they did pick are all better than Florida State and would all beat Florida State right now. So, I mean, because not only do they lose their starting quarterback, they lost their second string as well. So they were on their third string quarterback. So do I understand why it happened? Yes. Do I understand why people are upset about it? Yes, I do. Um, And I do think that even if they had had their full staff of players, I think Georgia still would have beaten them. It wouldn't have been maybe 63 to three, but I think they still would have beat them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, look, if we had had Florida state in this game against Michigan, uh, would we have gotten the game? We just got, you know, an overtime game between two of the most successful college football programs in in the history of our our country you know what i mean last yeah. time michigan and alabama played in a bowl game it also went to overtime and alabama missed an extra point and they lost in overtime to michigan in the orange bowl Quarterbacked by tom brady for michigan it was the
0: last time that, that that was all the way back in like 1999 2000 money mike's boy tom he always finds a way into the show at some point so that's good. But no, I, I wholeheartedly agree um, that it makes sense that Alabama was put in. Totally understand the feelings from the Florida State side and even some of the people who just generally think the college football playoff is broken. Hopefully the extension to uh, a 12-team playoff will help us get to a point where we're at least seeing the teams that are most deserved to be in this situation actually get a chance to get a win, make history, and potentially go on a run to win their, their schools a national championship. Um, so as money mike stated texas washington hopefully money mike's hoping for texas michigan if that's the case that's gonna be a fun game as well um yeah we'll move on from college football here and dive into the nfl give a quick shout out to madden in the chat hope you're doing well my friend uh he's a fan of uh of blue so he is very happy as well that michigan was able to pull out that win against alabama nice i was also very happy Watch the Jacksonville Jaguars pull out a win against the Carolina Panthers. Now, obviously, this game was a game where the Jacksonville Jaguars had to win. Carolina Panthers are not a good team in terms of what they have shown on the field as well as their record. Uh, the Jaguars coming off of four straight losses against good teams, the Bengals, Browns, Ravens, and Tampa Bay bucks um, Up until yesterday, they were all playoff contenders. Three of them are division leaders. So clearly a little bit of a gauntlet that the Jaguars had to go through. Um, And at the end of this gauntlet, they were staring at the Carolina Panthers, led by Bryce Young, who is a quarterback that has been reeling. Um, Unfortunately, he has not a lot of help around him. He's got guys like Adam Thielen and Chuba Hubbard who are okay to good in terms of their skill positions, but their offensive line is not good. um, Which has caused Bryce Young to kind of speed up every single play that he has. And the Jacksonville Jaguars defensive line took advantage of that. Josh Allen, as you can see up here on the left, doing his trademark uh, crane um, celebration sack celebration he ended up breaking the single season jacksonville jaguars sack record previously held by calais campbell the mayor of jacksonville um, he now has 16 and a half sacks on the season very high for josh allen that man is going to get paid a bunch of money and then you see here on the top right cj bethard started at quarterback against the carolina panthers um, and he was able to do what he needed to do to get us a win. He was very efficient, took care of the football, took what the defense gave him, and we were able to win 26-0 to with Travis Etienne also recording two touchdowns and having a 100-yard rushing game, which it's felt like forever since he's been able to do that as well. So, Money Mike, big win for the Jaguars, huge for our playoff implications, which we'll go into uh, during Week 18.
1: Yeah, I mean, has anything gone right for the Carolina Panthers this year? You have... Uh, you don't own your draft pick. You've been a bad team. Win lo- with the wins and loss column. You, uh, your quarterback, you drafted number one overall, has been underperforming. Your coach gets fired midway through the season. Your owners pouring drinks on Jaguar fans. Um, overall, it has not been good at all for any aspect for Carolina. Um, it's just, I mean, you and I both know what it's like to have a be rooting for a bad NFL team but you always are able to f- try to find something positive from the season that you can take into the off season and be like okay I can look forward to next year because of this. What do the Carolina Panthers have that you can look forward to? Their owners stinks. They don't have a coach. Their roster's bad and they don't have a high draft pick in this year's draft. Like, there's there's literally nothing positive to go on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nothing. I- Nothing. Do we know what their cap space looks like? Can they just sign a bunch of free agents? Uh, I don't know. I do not know the answer to that, but I, I, I mean, that's just, it's just a,
1: it, not a good look. But for the Jacksonville side, like I was concerned early on because it just seemed like they weren't scoring at all. I didn't watch uh, any of the game uh, because I was watching the Giants play, but um, I, I, I just, when I kept looking at the score, it's like, okay, three, nothing, six, nothing, nine, nothing. Okay. 16, nothing. Okay. They're going to win this one. Uh, but for a little bit, I was like, are they letting Carolina hang around to where Carolina could strike and, and possibly steal it? Because, you know, the Jags had lost four straight games. They have not been able to separate themselves from the Texans and the Colts. Uh, both teams subsequently were winning at the time. I'm looking at the score and I'm like, oh, my God, this is just the Jaguars. are They can't do this to Drew. They cannot lose to Carolina. Um, so I'm glad that they were able to win. I hope for your sake that uh, Trevor Lawrence is playing on Sunday. Not to take anyway from uh CJ, who my dad pronounced his name as who's beat hard. Um I think it's feathered. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um you know, so it's uh no, it's the Jaguars are in a position that a lot of teams that are trying to still fight for a spot would envy. They are in a situation where it's just we win, we're in. Yep. And a lot of teams going into this weekend are win and need something to help them out. So can't ask for anything better than that other than to actually have already been clinched but that's not it wasn't in the cards for Jacksonville and once again you're playing in week 18 versus your most hated team
0: in the history of hated teams for you the Tennessee Titans yeah I am uh, very excited to talk about that but first I do have to I, I would like to talk a little bit about the Panthers here because I know Ian would appreciate it so like you said as you were watching the score you were kind of worried like oh we're only kicking field goals like if we let the Panthers stay, stick around, they could maybe go on a run and potentially make this close. Um, if you watch the game, Panthers are as bad as advertised, man. Like it was, <laughs> it was, uh, there was no point throughout that game, even when we were only up three to zero, six to zero, where I felt really threatened by Bryce Young in that offense. And it wasn't because of Bryce Young fully. Um, our defensive line was just teeing off. I mean, we we sacked him six times um and we definitely got into bryce young's head so he was missing some throws that like i was as i was watching i was like thank god we're playing bryce young because if we were playing cj stroud or anybody that that's actually like really good right now like they would be making those throws and this game would look totally different but the defense did its job we knew coming into this game they needed to take it over and they did uh so clearly with the 26 to 0 shutout, um they did their job so great great to uh, great to see that now like you said Going into Tennessee, we're heading to Nashville this time. Whereas last year we were in Jacksonville, we're in the clinching scenario. Um, like you said, you're ho- we're hoping that Trevor Lawrence can play. I think, regardless, like you want your star franchise quarterback to play, right? This week it was un- understandable that CJ played against the Panthers because the Panthers aren't that good. You knew you could win with CJ just kind of playing conservative game management. But now we got to go into Nashville. We got to beat the shit out of the Titans. And we have to claim that division for ourselves. There's a scenario where the Jaguars can win the wild card, right? If the Steelers lose and Denver loses, and uh, then we get the, the number seven wild card spot. But I don't give a shit about that. I want to win the division. I don't want to give the division to the Texans or the Colts. All right, we are. I still whole wholeheartedly believe we are the best team, and I think we can prove that by beating the Titans this weekend. And that will just be oh so sweet to beat them two years in a row to go back-to-back with division titles.
1: Yeah, um, I hope so. Because, I mean, we have spent, what, five years on this show now, and uh, so many times the Titans have broken your heart. And it been the team that you just scowl at for right reason. I mean, you were there at a game in Nissan Stadium where the Titans just manhandled the Jags. But you were there last year when the Jags were able to Squeak overcome away. that. Yeah. Yeah. But their history in Tennessee is not very good. I mean, in the last nine games they played at Tennessee, they've lost eight of them. Yep. Uh, and the one that they didn't was the most recent one, which is okay. But you are going to be playing a Tennessee team that knows that they're out of it. But it could be Derrick Henry's last game ever as a Titan at Nissan Stadium. Could be Mike Vrabel's last season as their head coach. If the rumors are true that New England's going to try to recruit him, and he might be tempted by that offer. So he could be, it could be his last game as the Titans head coach. Ryan Tannehill's going to be back at quarterback because Willis is probably not going to play. Um, I don't know how the significance of the injury he suffered um, in their game against Houston. Yeah. Um, so T- Tannehill's probably going to want to try to do something to maybe earn a job next year somewhere. So, uh, man, I, I, it's not a game that I'm just like a. Like the Panthers game is a gimme. You know, yeah. I, I figured okay, that's a gimme. But the Titans. They've just been a thorn in your side for so long. It's a division game. You can never overlook a divisional opponent. Um, so. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the Jags should win, but there's that feeling of like, man, I don't know. And you're going to know who's going to win the South if you don't win before your game, because the sun, the Saturday night game is going to be Colts versus Texans. Yep. And the winner of that game is going to go to the playoffs no matter what. So um, they might either win the division or they will be the wildcard team.
0: So, yeah, there you go. I mean, that's uh, you can't ask for more than that uh, if you're the NFL um, in terms of kind of deciding a division in the last week of the season with these playoff matchups or th- these division matchups. Um, yeah. yeah, but you're right. I mean, this Titans team that we're going to be going in and playing against, I mean, from in terms of in the trenches, their offensive line still isn't good. Their defense is only OK, I would say this year, um, but they're going to have a familiar cast, right? It's going to be Ryan Tannehill handing the ball off to Derek Henry. And like you said, it's Derrick Henry's potentially his last game in Tennessee. There's just going to be a lot of emotions in that game on both sides of the field. So I, I just think the Jaguars, the good thing is they've been in this scenario before. And I think they're going to be mentally prepared to put their best foot forward and play a good game. So yeah. I'm feeling confident that they're going to win. But I'm not like saying like, oh, yeah, like they, we're definitely going to win because it's the Titans. You never know what the fuck's going to happen. I hate that team with the burning passion. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, you best. were talking about
1: you were talking about earlier this year when everyone was heavily favoring the Jaguars in sports media uh, on social media. Everyone thought the Jags would run away with the division this year, um, and you were saying that Titans fans on Twitter were really like angry about that. And so, like, I I, I just I would hate to see the Titans fans have like a, a victory here where they can just like ruin Jaguars fans' season, like the opportunity to be like, we're not going to the playoffs, but we can ruin their we can ruin their year and Mike variable is going to try to capture that kind of a, a moment to get his team mode. It's, it, you know, it kind of has that feeling of like Dan Campbell with the lions last year where green Bay was on this run and all they had to do was win. And they were in the playoffs and the lions went into Lambeau field and won. The difference yeah. is this is at home. It's for Tennessee at, at home. So yeah, no, I, 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 it's exciting. It, it's exciting. And fortunately for the Jaguars, you know, they went on this losing streak when they started doing things that they aren't used to doing. They weren't used to playing on Sunday night, the Sunday night stage; they weren't used to playing on Monday night football. This is going to be at one o'clock on Sunday, yes. normal time. Even though the stakes are high, it's a normal day game stage. So, yeah,
0: at least you have that going for
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. The Jags are the better team. Mode.
0: The Jags are the better team. They need to go out there and win it. Um, yeah. it's just crazy that two years in a row we have an early playoff game against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah,
1: and and and, and you know, it's it, it it. The good thing is. Uh, I wouldn't say good, but I mean, uh, you can at least say
0: to yourself, if we don't win this game, we don't deserve to be in the playoffs anyway. Yeah, exactly. You got, These are the teams you have to be, and these are the teams we have been beating all season. All, every team that we've lost to this, team, this year has been good, right? The Texans, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Browns, even the Bengals. So like, I, these are the types of teams that I know the Jaguars can beat. Um, so hoping that they do that. Moving on to our next game for the week that we're going to be covering, it's the New England Patriots going to Buffalo um, in week 17. Buffalo obviously has been on a run when they've needed to be on a run, right? They had to win out ever since the Chiefs game to be able to give themselves a shot to play Miami in Miami in week 18 and potentially win the division. Well, they've been finally able to set up the stage, right? This is the case. Bills go to Miami in week 18, win, they win the division. Now, the only thing that's giving Bills fans pause is the fact that the Bills offense has not looked great over the past couple weeks, and this definitely showcased fully in the Patriots game. The Buffalo Bills defense forced four turnovers on the New England Patriots, and they still were only able to beat the Patriots 27-21 in a game where the offense was sputtering, made a few big plays, but otherwise couldn't really establish any sort of rhythm. Now, I'll give the Patriots defense credit, definitely one of the best in the league but this buffalo bills offense needs to figure it out if they're going to go into miami and win next week right mike absolutely i mean you you can say
1: that it was a bill belichick defense that was going up against josh allen but he's had very high levels of success against bill belichick's defenses uh notably that playoff game where ryan's ryan fitzpatrick had his shirt off with all of uh bill's mafia um but the Bills are finding ways to win, which earlier in the season they were finding ways to lose. And that's kind of the difference that I'm seeing in this Bills team. They didn't, it was an ugly win, but it, 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 the win was the win. And we had, I'm going to give you and I credit here. We brought up the fact that a few weeks ago we looked at the two schedules between the Bills and the Dolphins and said, okay, well, they're two games behind Miami right now, but Miami has a really tough stretch, whereas the Bills have an easier stretch. Um, so if the Bills can get to week 18 and being either tied or one game back, then they could win the division on the last game of the season. Um, and I was pretty confident that that was going to play out that way. Cause I was like, there's no way that Miami's going to beat both Dallas and Baltimore. They just, they're not Miami's not that good. Uh, they have had a very easy cushy schedule and they've taken advantage of it. Um, but when they've had to play the good teams, they've only beaten one. And the team that they beat was a team that isn't the same boat as them. It's not, ha- hasn't really beaten good teams this year yeah. being Dallas. So and and they barely won that game. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, um, you know, I'm very confident in the Buffalo bills, um, going to Miami and winning Josh Allen is nine and two against the Miami dolphins in his career. And one of those games was a game they completely blundered and gave up, which was the game last year, um, in Miami where Dorsey famously, uh, destroyed everything in his, uh, booth, (laughs) including the camera that was on him. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah no i mean this is gonna be a massive game for everybody involved which is why it was placed in the sunday night football slot it's gonna be the last game of the regular yeah. season i mean everybody oh, was knew happen. yeah
1: yeah we exactly. all knew that was gonna happen and i i i, I love it because I, I think it's it's going to be it is the most interesting game of the entire weekend um uh for like if unless you're a fan of a particular team that needs to win you know on The last week of the season but like for just generic fans whose teams are out of it or if you're just a fan of football it's by far the most interesting game with the two best teams uh with the i mean the stakes are higher for buffalo than they are for miami because miami already clinched a playoff spot if miami loses they're still in the playoffs whereas buffalo if they lose they have a chance to still be in the playoffs but more than likely they won't make the playoffs
0: yeah the, the reason that it it it's uh, not looking great for them is because the Steelers are playing the Ravens on Saturday afternoon, 430. Um, and yep. the Ravens obviously are going to be resting some guys. They locked in the number one seed with that decimation of the Miami Dolphins, 56 to 19. Lamar Jackson locking his MVP uh, campaign, I think. I'm guessing everybody is kind of just assuming that Lamar is the MVP for this season. Um, So they're going to be facing Tyler Huntley um and some of the other backups for the baltimore ravens which bodes well for steelers fans it does not bode well for buffalo fans as well as jacksonville fans because they need the steelers to lose if they yeah. are to get a wild card after losing in week 18 well you know what's
1: it, what's funny is that um if i'm the ravens i uh it's a tough decision to make and the reason i say that is because like look you look at it and you go okay the steelers are a very physical team um we've already lost them once this year i don't want to risk losing anybody else to injury because obviously Baltimore has been played with injuries all year long. You don't want to lose anybody else. Right. But there, you run the risk of your players can get cold. And it's one of those situations where it's like, if you show mercy to this team and let them get in, what if you play them, they're going to be the lowest seed. So if they win their first playoff game, they're who you're going to play in your first game. And it's like, Do you want, does John, does John Harbaugh want to risk having to play a Mike Tomlin team that knows his team well, that could go into his house and upset them? So it's like, do you, or do you want to, you know, play your guys and just make sure they don't, they don't go in. I, if I were the Ravens, because it's like, okay, you're, you could either help the Steelers get in by just resting your guys and they're going to go all out or, you're kind of like clearing the path to give an opportunity for Buffalo to make an in, And it's like, who's more dangerous Buffalo or Pittsburgh, you know, but you yeah. can control Pittsburgh's fate if you go all out, but I don't know. I think it's from the tough. Ravens
0: perspective, they're confident that they could still beat the Steelers with Huntley. I really think that that because their team is that good, they probably do still yeah. think that it just depends on how many guys they're planning on sitting. Like, is it just Lamar? Is it going to be uh, like half of the starting defense? Um, I'm curious to see how that works out. And I think that's why the NFL has made that game the first game of the week to kind of kick us off with some really interesting playoff conversations. Yeah. So let me just run down here, the,
1: uh, clinching scenarios that are in the AFC side of things. So as it stands right now, the Ravens are locked in as the one seed, as we talked about, the number two seed will either be the winner of the bills and dolphins, no matter what happens in Kansas city's game, because Kansas city, uh, if the dolphins win, we'll have one more win than Kansas city. Um, and if the Bills win, they have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So no matter who wins, the Bills-Dolphins game will be the two seed. Um, the Chiefs are locked in at three. The winner of the South will be the four seed. Um, so it's either going to be the Jags, the Texans, or the Colts. The And they will have to play the Cleveland Browns no matter what. Cleveland is locked in at the five seed. So you're going to play January Joe in your first playoff game if the Jags win the division. And then the six and seven seed could be a combination of the Bills, the Dolphins, the Colts, Texans, Jaguars, or Steelers. Um, the bills, all they have to do is win and they're, they win the division, but they can get in if they lose, if the Steelers also lose, and that would put the bills at the seven seed. The dolphins are already clinched. If they win, they're the two seed. If they lose they're the sixth seed, the Colts, uh, if they win, they will be at least the wild card at the fifth seed. Um, but they will win the division. If the Jags lose same exact scenario for the Houston Texans, Pittsburgh, if they win and the bills lose or the Jaguars lose, the Steelers get in. Hmm. So it's a very weird scenario for Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't know why the Jags
0: losing really does anything for them. But, um, yeah, because what, what would Pittsburgh's record be if they win in the Jags? And seven. Lose? Okay. Yeah. So that's but I, I, you
1: know, yeah. Because yeah, I, well, I did the playoff scenario where the Jags, um, yeah, because, because the thing with the Jags, is if they win, they're 10 and seven also. So, but they would win the division. Yeah. So even if they were 10 and seven and the, and the Steelers were 10 and seven, even though they have the head to head. Yeah,
0: like it, 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 that's yeah. why we need the Steelers so, to lose because if they win and we lose, then they would have one extra win.
1: And yeah. I didn't go into all the different scenarios of uh, about ties. It was only really most relevant for the Jaguars. So the Jags win, they win the division. I was like, I was trying to figure out how do the Jags get in if they lose because it's very difficult. But the way they get in if they lose is they have to tie their game. They, so they actually they really if they lose. Well, they well game, no, they if out. they
0: lose, if they lose, then Steelers need to lose and Denver needs to lose. Though those are the two teams I saw it the other day. For some reason, Denver has the tiebreaker over us. So if they lose two and the Steelers lose, then we would get the seventh seed. But wouldn't... Oh, because oh, the... if you lose, then the Colts
1: winner will be... The Colts-Texans game winner will win the division. That would be... The yeah. Bills would be the sixth seed, and then you'd be the seventh. Okay. Exactly. All right. So yeah, you just need the Steelers and the... and the
0: Why the Broncos? I, I don't know. The Broncos part kind of confused me too. It They're must already be... eliminated. It must be like a... Well, whatever the the order. Maybe division record, because we would be four and two into division, and so would they.
1: Or they would yeah, be five and one, the, maybe. If I if I click on this uh, playoff machine here, right, and let's say,
0: you know, so let's say uh, the Jaguars just... lose to the Titans and the Broncos beat the Raiders, because the Broncos are eight and eight right now, right? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, if you have the Broncos winning Pittsburgh gets in, not you, but if you click the Raiders, you guys are in. Yeah. Weird. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. It
0: would, I'm sure there's like some weird tiebreaker thing. I'm sure I can dive into the details after the podcast, but that's, that's the stage for the AFC. I mean, it, it's an exciting one. I'm wondering if Kansas city is going to sit some guys this week. I imagine they will, because I mean, they're locked into the three seed. There's nothing they yeah, can do. They-
1: they can't lose ground, but they can't because um, they beat you guys head to head. So they can't lose ground um, and they can't gain any ground. Yeah. So. so might as
0: well sit some guys. They basically get themselves a
1: buy too. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I mean, I, if I'm the Chiefs, I'm going to play
0: because um, they haven't really had a lot of momentum. You got to tr- maybe try to find it. Yeah, that's true. That's also true as well. Um, yeah. I'm curious to yeah. see what happens there, but good for Cleveland, man. How, how about that story? Joe Flacco. Um, I'm curious to see how they play. Kind of like with the 49ers, how they play if they get down early. Right? Yeah. Because they they've they, throughout this winning streak, they've been able to just kind of put their foot on the throats of their competition right away. Yeah. And that's allowed Joe Flacco to play free. He hasn't really had to do too much. Um he's done a ton, but he it's he hasn't really had the pressure with his back against the wall as much. So I'm curious to see like if if uh, even if Cleveland beats Jacksonville, which I would pick them to win today, after that if they end up falling behind how they would respond. Yeah. Uh, and Joe Flacco is playing as, as well as the
1: peak of his career when he took the Ravens on a Super Bowl run. Um, so it, it's, it, it, it's fun to see that, you know, Cleveland paid all this money to Deshaun Watson, who everybody in the world that watches football seems to hate for a good reason. Um, <laughs> and Joe Flacco comes in and is, is just a much better player. And he was playing in the backyard with his kids just weeks ago. Uh, it's insane. It's a great story. And yeah, I agree with you. I I feel like Cleveland would go into either Indianapolis, uh, Houston or Jacksonville and beat whoever, uh, it is as it stands right now. Um, depending on how much momentum the Jags get, if they win and how Trevor's feeling that could also, that could always change. Uh, but I do, I I do think it's funny that the Jags have been so hyped this year that, um, despite, uh, how much hype there has been around them, they're still probably going to get the most irrelevant, time slot for their
0: playoff game oh, yeah. if we're, they we're getting that their... first first time slot saturday, saturday, the
1: saturday four o'clock yeah. game
0: <laughs> that's always like reserved for the afc south typically unless there's some <laughs> exciting matchup which there was last year but this yeah it's going to be the winner of the afc south versus cleveland is going to start off wild card weekend um but uh yeah. mad makes a funny comment in here he says kc has been sitting all their wide receivers all season right basically can't find them (laughs) they can't find where are they yeah yeah that that drama is still continuing with mbs and travis kelsey and everybody having drops so curious to see if kansas city is able to turn it around but money mike let's dive into the nfc side uh san francisco they also locked in their number one seed this past weekend with defeating the commanders um as well as having philadelphia lose to the arizona cardinals who are now considered the five seed with dallas uh steering the ship for the NFC East title. All they have to do is defeat the commanders this week, and they will be the NFC East champions. Money Mike, how do you think this NFC uh, side is turning out? And what are your predictions on who is going to fall where? Yeah,
1: so with San Francisco locking up the one seed, the road will go to San Francisco for the NFC championship. I expect San Francisco to be in the NFC championship game. Uh, I expect them to be in the Super Bowl, to be quite honest. But um, Dallas really getting a lucky break against Detroit where Detroit uh, was going to go for two. They had a, uh, you know, lineman come out to be a, the secret receiver and uh, he caught the ball. It looked like it was going to be a walk-off win for the lions. And then they said he uh, never reported to the official officials. And it looked like he tried to report but the ref ran away from him. I don't know what happened. It seemed like the lions were trying not to be too obvious about it because they'd wanted to trick the, it's a trick play. They're trying to trick the Cowboys, but what they ended up doing was tricking the officials and the officials. I, I don't know if it was the right call or not. I don't think it was. I know Philadelphia fans right now feel like it wasn't, and I know Detroit fans feel like it wasn't because Detroit was trying to fight to be the two seed. So at least if they could play a playoff game, it would. Every game would either be in Detroit, with the exception of the NFC Championship. Um. So it was just a lot of controversy. You know, Dallas had uh, Jimmy Johnson honored at halftime to be put in the Cowboys' Ring of Honor. Big night for the Cowboys. They finished the season undefeated at home. So. Being in the position now where Philadelphia lost to Arizona, Arizona coached by their former defensive coordinator of a year ago, Dallas is in a prime position to beat Washington, who stinks, um, and host uh, every playoff game in Dallas with the exception of the NFC Championship. That is huge for the Dallas Cowboys because they play such a more confident and different game when they're playing at home versus playing on the road um Philadelphia has not looked that great uh you know this year overall like they've scrapped out a lot of wins but they have not looked like the team of last year they are going to be the five seed more than likely um so uh, they're playing at the same time as as Dallas so it's not like they're going to be resting guys they're going to be playing all out to try to win to make sure they can have a chance at the two seed um Buccaneers Saints and Falcons even the Falcons are still fighting for the championship the NFC South um and uh Tampa Bay really had a golden opportunity just to lock it up against the saints, but they still are in the best position of the three because they play Carolina this week. And if they win, they're the division winner. doesn't matter if the saints beat them, they have a better divisional record overall than the saints. So So if they lose
0: though, and the Falcons win, then the Falcons
1: win the division, huh? If the Falcons win against the saints, because they play the saints head to head and the Buccaneers somehow lose to the Carolina (laughs) Panthers, the winner of the (laughs) FC South will be the seven and nine Atlanta Falcons. Um yes and then the that would be are still... so
0: terrible. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. The uh the LA Rams are the 6 seed and they are clinched because Seattle lost and they were able to beat the New York Giants in the Meadowlands. The New York Giants didn't make it interesting um and the kicking game for LA is still terrible. Um but the Rams did squeak out the win uh in New York. Um and so the Rams will be either the 7 seed or the 6 seed at least but they're definitely going to get a spot. Um, they win if they win against San Francisco this week, if San Francisco's wrestling players then LA is going to be the sixth seed and everyone's looking forward to that storyline of Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit to play the lions. I think that's going to be very interesting leading up to that game. Um, but they will, if they lose against San Francisco and the Packers win, the Packers will be the sixth seed and LA will be the seventh seed. Um, if the so the Packers control their fate, they just have to win and they get in the playoffs. Um, and if, if the if the Rams win, they're the seventh seed. If the Rams lose, they'd be the sixth seed. Um, Seattle needs to win and have the Packers lose to get in. The Buccaneers win the division if they win, and they have no chance to make the playoffs if they don't. If they lose, they're out. Okay. There's no scenario where the Buccaneers get in unless it's a bunch of weird tiebreaker stuff that I didn't really dive too much into. The Saints, they can get in. If they win, um, the Bucs lose. That's how they win the division. But they can get a wild card spot if they win and both Green Bay and Seattle lose. So that's how the Saints can still get in, which
0: is certainly possible.
1: Um, yeah. And um, the Vikings, unfortunately for our guy, Steve the Oracle, Dem Blaker, uh, the Vikings' chance to get in is very, very hard. They need to win, and then they need Green Bay, Seattle, and New Orleans to all lose. So, you know, all the teams that are fighting real hard to get in all lose, and the Vikings have to win against Detroit. I don't know if Detroit's going to play anybody, but that's the Vikings chance to get into the playoff picture in the NFC. Um, so that as I, I, I really, I, whoever is the loser between Dallas and Philadelphia, I hope that Baker Mayfield or whoever wins the South pulls off the upset. I feel the best about Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers to do that. than either the saints or it's definitely not the Falcons. Um, <laughs> you might as well not even have the game played, just have the Philadelphia or Dallas just move on to the next round. Uh, <laughs> but I do like the idea of, um, You know, Mike McCarthy coaching against, excuse me, the Green Bay Packers. I think that would be exciting. Uh, I also think it would be exciting to see Green Bay and Detroit rematch after we saw the debacle on Thanksgiving, just to see if the Lions can make up for that. Or the Matthew Stafford matchup against Detroit would be fun. So a lot of exciting storylines uh, for the NFC playoff that um, I know a lot of people are not as excited about the NFC compared to the AFC because the AFC is kind of a question mark. um, Like who's going to challenge Baltimore? Whereas the NFC kind of feels like nobody can beat San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs)
0: which is kind of crazy because the Ravens have have looked like the best team in the NFL over the past few weeks and even beating San Francisco last week um they have been the best team in the NFL but even Vegas they have the odds still with San Francisco winning the Super Bowl higher than the Baltimore Ravens and I think it's because of what you said Lamar is still unproven in the playoffs right so people still think that the teams in the AFC like Kansas City like Buffalo will be able to compete with Baltimore and potentially beat them and upset them. Um, Whereas it's kind of on the NFC side, it's like, okay, well, we've already seen San Francisco decimate Dallas, Philadelphia. We don't think that Detroit can beat them. So it's like, all right, well, it's kind of a foregone conclusion that San Francisco is going to make the the Super Bowl, barring injury. Um, But that's why they play the game. So very exciting to see how this all plays out.
1: Yeah, and uh you know, there's still a shot. There's still a shot that the Kansas City Chiefs will host the AFC Championship game because the Cleveland Browns could be that team that plays Baltimore in the second round and if they do, they could easily beat them. They've done it before and they're division opponents. So, um and then it, who knows who's going to win between Miami and Buffalo? Uh if it's Miami, I'm certainly not confident Miami's going to make it to the AFC Championship game. So, that would make the Chiefs the highest seed remaining and then, you know, Eh, but I'm excited to see the chiefs play a road playoff game. Like I want to, cause we've never seen that with Patrick Mahomes. It'd be interesting to see him go on the road somewhere. Um, do you think, cause more than likely, more than likely the Colts Texans winner will be the sixth seed. Uh, actually, no, that would be this. If Miami loses, then Miami, would be this, but do you, do you think Miami could go to Arrowhead and beat the chiefs? Or do you think that the Colts or Texans could go and beat the chiefs? Cause those are most likely who they'd be playing.
0: Uh, I certainly think the Texans could if CJ Stroud just plays the best game of his life. Um, Miami, I mean, we've already seen it once, and Miami just lost one of their best defenders in Bradley Chubb for the rest of the season. Um, okay. I'm not saying that they don't have a chance, but I would actually probably give the Texans a better chance somehow, some way. Um, I just think they they would have the best chance out of those three. I don't think Indianapolis could go into Kansas City and win. I just I don't think they're that good of a team, really. Um, I just think that they've been able to play weaker competition for most of the season because they've, they uh, came so low in the division last year. So that's why they've yeah. been able to get the record that they've been able to get. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that's, uh, that's my thoughts on that. Curious to see. Uh, I know Kansas City doesn't want to play Buffalo again, I'm guessing, in the first round on wildcard weekend in Kansas City. Well, more more (laughs) than likely, the Bills won't be the sixth seed. If
1: they they lose to the Dolphins and they still get in, they're probably going to be the seventh seed. Yeah, so I guess it
0: doesn't matter. Um, Yeah. All right, cool. Well, it's it's an exciting week 18.
1: Yeah, I mean, wouldn't that be crazy if the Bills lose to the Dolphins and still get in based on circumstances and they play the Dolphins the next week because they're the seventh seed and the dolphins are the two that's who they play we've seen that they, before they, right you have seen that before yeah it's 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 a weird it's, it's definitely weird when you have to do that because it's like do you it, when you know that's the potential do you hold anything back but the bills can't hold anything back because they, they have to win to guarantee a spot oh yeah. so because
0: yeah. we did we see that like somewhere like 10 years ago with the cowboys and the eagles like didn't they play each other to end the season and then they played each other in the playoffs the next week the one that comes to
1: mind for me, I, I don't remember that one, but I do remember it was um, the Bengals and the Jets back in the Mark Sanchez uh, Rex Ryan days where the Bengals and Jets played in the last week of the season in the Meadowlands. I don't remember who won that game, but the next week it was the Jets and Bengals in Cincinnati and the Jets won. Right. Um, so uh, I, and I think the Ravens and Bengals actually did it last year.
0: Oh, yeah, that's back right. Back- I'm pretty sure they did.
1: Yeah. OK, I totally forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, but the Ravens didn't even have Lamar Jackson playing because he was he was either I mean he was hurt officially, but I think part of it was he didn't risk going out there because he still hadn't gotten his contract. So yeah, it's worked out for him so far.
0: Well, we'll uh, we'll get deeper into the discussion on Lamar Jackson and his past playoff woes and if he's going to be able to kind of rid those. And and an interesting topic too. I I heard today, which we don't have to discuss too much, but is Lamar Jackson a, a shoe in for the Hall of Fame now because he's a two time MVP? Um.
1: Yeah, I would think so. I think he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback uh, given the rest of what, you know, there's so much left to be played in his career. He's a young guy. I mean, hey, would we have said Russell Wilson was a sure ballot Hall of Famer his first five years in the league, five, six years? We've been like, of course, Russell Wilson's going to be a a Hall of Famer now.
0: Is he? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I guess we will see, but uh, we'll move on here to update you all on our picks as you can see, Money Mike is leading 39 to 38. You know, he we, we picked the same with the Jags, Bills, and Giants game. So I gave Money Mike the opportunity to pick the get the random game of the week. And then he also was able to pick the team that he wanted. So he picked the Packers. So I was stuck well, with the Vikings starting Jaron Hall at quarterback. It, like, like, I was set up for failure here, Mike. Well, first of all, if you notice, everybody was picking Minnesota to win that game between
1: Minnesota and Green Bay. <laughs> everybody was. They were heavily favored. So I took a more of a risk. Um, and the Packers just happened to back my, sure. my pick by being dominant. So sorry, yeah. uh, but, but i been all... horrible this year. I've been horrible this year with the lock picks. I mean, <laughs> I thought that I was being so smart and so clever by saving Philadelphia for the, the week 17 game against the Cardinals. <laughs> and sure enough, the Eagles screw me once again, you know, it, it's, it's fitting. That this image has a Eagles logo of red X through my face, wearing a Giants hat. Like, you know, the Eagles <laughs> always screw me in some kind of way.
0: It never ends. The misery relating to the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. <laughs> so, money Mike loses another life. He has now lost six lives. In yeah, the... I can't catch
1: you in that race. I cannot. <laughs> it's impossible. Even if you lose your lock pick this week,
0: I can't catch you. Money Mike has lost six lives in the eliminators. So, like you said, he can't catch me. So, I'm victorious with only four lives lost. It doesn't matter who I pick. We'll still pick this week just to make it yeah. fun. But, uh, yep. uh, I will yell victory as Johnny Drama does uh, to that. Alright. So let's make our picks. For week 18 of the NFL season, the last regular season picks that we will be making for this season, we are going to also include our playoff picks in this, so the uh, the, the numbers will not be finalized after this week. All right, we, had, we didn't talk about this, but I was thinking that'd be cool to do that. I don't know. What? Uh, counting playoffs, too, in, in the Oh, yeah, tallies? yeah, of okay, course. Cool. Yeah, right. yeah, of course. Of course. All right, sounds good. So, uh, Money Mike, we'll start with our first game here. And we are going to start with the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. We talked about the fact that this is at one o'clock on Sunday. Jaguars clinch the division with a win. Who do you got?
1: Oh, it's tough. I've said it was tough when we were talking about it before, but I am, oh, man, you know what? I have been very bad this year at picking Jaguar games. Very you picked bad. right last week. I did. Oh my god. I have an eerie feeling, Drew. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> going to pick the Tennessee Titans, and I hope I'm wrong. But I have a feeling. I have a feeling. A bad feeling. I can't believe this. I have seen so many... F the Titans tweets from you over the years that I just, I, I feel like this is leading towards the Titans screwing you once again. I just, I, I don't want it to happen. I'm not rooting for that to happen. I'm just saying I have a feeling. It's kind of like that feeling I had about the, tr- the Pistons and the Celtics game, which I was right about the fact that I had a right to be nervous about it because the <laughs> Pistons gave the Celtics all they could, but they and they didn't win. So maybe that's going to be the same thing. This will be a very stressful game for you
0: and the Jags will win, but I'm going to officially pick the Titans Hoping that I'm wrong. Well, I can assure you that this game is going to be stressful. Uh, Because, like you said, I hate the Titans. Every single time they do one good thing, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to say, fuck you. And I'm going to be angry. And it's not going to be a fun game to watch. But the Jaguars need to win this game, man. And I think they will. This Titans team is just not as good as this Jaguars team. I I will say that a million times out of a million. That the Jaguars should win this game. Will they? We shall see but money mike i think you're kind of projecting some of your feelings about the eagles towards the giants you're like oh the titans are the are to the jags as the eagles are to the giants so you're just having those same feelings i think that's that's what i'm getting from you
1: yeah it it i'm transferring that i i i know what it's like to be tormented by another team i know what it's like yeah and i, I you know you're going to their building they want to say fuck you you know you're not going we can't get in so you're not going either Uh, And they have the coach to kind of inspire that messaging, Uh, you know, so, you know, it's just uh, I there's and I mean, look at the the Jags run defense has not been good uh, the last few weeks and they're playing Derrick Henry in his potential last
0: game as a Titan. Yeah, it's going to be a nerve wracking one, that's for sure. And just to give everybody a little piece of trivia, the reason really that the Titans are so hated by Jacksonville. Is because back in 1998, I believe, it was either 98 or 99, the Jaguars went undefeated against every team they played that season, except for the Tennessee Titans. They lost three games that season. Two to the Titans in the regular season, and then once in the AFC Championship game, where the Titans were then able to go to the Super Bowl. So Really? That is, that is why we hate this fucking team.
1: I didn't realize that it was that, I I mean, I knew you, I I knew you guys made the AFC championship and the Titans beat you, but I did not know that you guys were undefeated against everybody else that year. Yep. We lost to
0: three teams that year. And it was, or three games that year and it was all against one team. So you can see why the Jags hate them so much. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, Tom, you couldn't figure out a way to coach uh, against Tennessee just once, just once Tom, just once, man. That's all we needed. All right. Moving on here to the next game. We have the New York giants, Hosting the Philadelphia Eagles, a game for the uh, where the New York Giants probably, I mean, they, obviously you want to win every game, but it would probably be best if they didn't win this game for Giants fans perspective, but for the players, they're going to be playing their asses off. Tyrod Taylor, I'm guessing is starting this game. Yeah. Yeah. More than likely. So who do you got in this one?
1: Oh God. Um, well the Eagles really need to win this game. They're by far the better team. Um, But I can't I can't officially pick the Eagles uh, against the Giants on this podcast. I can't do it. So even though I know the Eagles are going (laughs) to probably win, um, I'm hoping I I, I, I will say I will take as I said this last week, I will take pleasure in knowing that we did everything we could to screw their chances uh, and we could screw their chances by beating them, even if even though, you know, they could beat us and still not win the division. Uh, you know, it would be fun to root against the, their their chances. It's it's a weird position because by rooting for the Eagles to fail, I'm cheering for Dallas to succeed, which is like I, I don't want either of them to succeed. I want them both to crash and burn. Uh, but but I do think that the Eagles would struggle at Tampa Bay. And Dallas's fall uh, after going undefeated at home, if they lost their first playoff game at home, would be so delicious. And I can't wait for Stephen A. Smith's video after that happens um, if that scenario were to come. So I'm going to pick... The New York Giants. I'm giving you a very wide open window to take a lead here, Drew, because I picked Tennessee and I'm picking the Giants. So
0: yeah, you're, you're going picking to the worst up, teams in the two
1: matchups. <laughs> I'm going to have a cush lead going into the playoffs or
0: I'm going to be trailing a game. We'll see how it goes. All right. Well, uh, I'm uh, so you're just assuming I'm picking the Eagles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you are correct to assume yeah. that you I don't have any
1: bias. You. you don't have any
0: bias here. You're, you're, you're going to pick with your brain. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Last pick of the day for our team specifically. Now that we are in a current scenario where either two of our teams on this podcast will make the playoffs in the Buffalo bills and the Jacksonville Jaguars, or potentially neither, which would mean that all four of the podcast playoff teams, the Jaguars, the bills, the giants, and the Vikings could potentially not make the playoffs this season. Um, So Money Mike, do you think that the Dolphins will contribute to that scenario potentially happening by beating the Buffalo Bills in Miami on Sunday Night Football, the last game of this NFL season?
1: I would push all of my chips towards Western New York and the Buffalo Bills to go into Miami and win this game. I, you know, you beat them by 28 earlier in the season. They just lost their defensive leaders, essentially, Um, and they're broken. I mean, they just got their butts handed to them in... Baltimore and we're embarrassed. Um, and they're not the kind of team that gets embarrassed where they are so physical. they are be like, well, we're going to punish the next team that we play. No, they're like a finesse team. Um, that they're break you, can punch them up. You, you could just kick them. Like they're down, they're down in the dirt. If I'm the Buffalo bills, I'm going to kick them while they're down and then stomp on them. Uh, while I do so. Um, uh, I just don't see the, uh, you know, I, I use this logic in picking the Buccaneers over the Saints. It's like, well, the Bucks killed them the first time. They're not going to, if they lose, it's, uh, you know, it'd probably be a close game, but they kind of got blown out. Um, I don't see Miami blowing up the bills. And I, 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 I don't think that the bills are going to play with their food in this game. I think
0: they're going to rise to the occasion. So um, I'm picking the bills. Yeah. All right. Well, Money Mike is on the bills mafia train this week. And I have the prediction that January 7th is going to be a very fun and happy day. For myself and our friend group the buffalo bills and the jacksonville jaguars will both clinch their divisions with wins um and we will go into the playoffs knowing that we will not have to play each other which will be good money mike won't be happy about that uh um, yeah that's a little disheartening. Uh, it still could happen in the afc championship game but <laughs> <laughs> a lot would need to happen for that to be a the lot case. would need to happen but yeah. uh i'm also picking the buffalo bills here to win and clinch the division all right yeah uh random game of the week So I am going to pick the game this time, since you picked last week. And I am going to pick the, let's see, there there are some interesting ones. There are are a lot of close contests for this upcoming week. And I'm going to pick, we just picked a Packers game last week. But I kind of like the thought of picking the Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers because... (laughs) The Chicago Bears aren't just going to sit back and let the Packers win this game. Uh, Justin Fields, as long as he's playing, is playing to convince Chicago, the franchise, the team, the players, Matt Eberflus, their GM, Ryan Poles, that he is the guy for them in the future. And he played last week like he was that guy, uh, them decimating the Atlanta Falcons by double digits. Um, So, Money Mike, I'm going to pick first. Here this Bears at Packers, and I'm going to pick the Chicago Bears. I think the Bears and their fans need to exercise some demons, and they're going to do so by going into Green Bay and beating Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers, who are a team that has been a little up and down over the past five or six weeks, beating teams like the Chiefs and then falling to the New York Giants and almost falling to the Carolina Panthers. I think we're going to get uh, the more poor version of the Packers in this game.
1: For the second year in a row, the Green Bay Packers are in a position where if they win at home against a lowly division opponent, they make the playoffs. The Chicago Bears have famously been owned by the Green Bay Packers over the last, like, 10 years. As Aaron Rodgers said, I still own you. And Jordan Love came into his first Green Bay Packers um, Bears game, and he owned the Bears in his first game at Soldier Field. So, uh, uh, if you would ask me who I would pick before, I, 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 I see your points that you make, but I'm going to pick the green Bay Packers. So
0: go pack. Go. I'm, I'm on the green Bay bandwagon for these last two weeks, green and gold. Let's go. Oh man. Yeah. And, and the bears defense much better than that first matchup. I will say they have been playing very well since they traded for sweat. And I will say, you
1: know, if, you know, I get the Titans game wrong, which I hope I do. And if the giants lose to the Eagles, as I expect, but I get this game, right. We're going to be even going to the playoffs. So there
0: you go. I yeah. opened it up for you. Um, there you go. All righty, money, Mike, who is your lock for this week? I know the competition is over, but people would love to get your advice. If they're still alive in their survivor pool, who are they going to wager their entire uh, victory on in week 18? All right. So I have gotten six wrong here. I have not been <laughs> someone that you
1: want to listen to and then be like, Oh yeah, My- money. Mike said it. So we got to put all of our chips in here. Uh, There's a team that I have not picked yet, and I would have picked them, but I am trying to be a good friend to my Bills Mafia friends because I have not picked the Bills all season in the lock pick, surprisingly. Looking back, I have not picked them at once. And I am very confident they're going to beat the Miami Dolphins. And I was like, I will put my money where my mouth is and say I'm picking the Bills. But because I do not want to jinx the Bills, because despite my reputation, I do – want my friends teams to succeed in most cases, unless they're Eagles fans or Cowboys fans. Uh, I'm not going to jinx the bills by picking them. I'm going to pick a team that has beaten the other opponent. I think 15 straight times. I'm picking the new England Patriots to win against the jets. I have not picked the Patriots all season long. I'm going to take this opportunity to pick them and say, you know what? They're going to win their last game of the season. It could be bill Belichick's last game as their head coach at home against a team that they have owned Over the last 10 years, um, if not longer, uh, the New England Patriots will beat the New York Jets on Sunday,
0: January 7th at 1 o'clock Eastern time. All right. That's an interesting pick, but a fair one. Like you said, they have owned the Jets for a long time. Totally understand that pick. I'm going to make it interesting and not pick the Patriots. I'm going to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I have not picked them yet, actually. Were Um, you going to pick the Patriots? (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking about it because I knew about that that streak. Um, but no, I'm picking the Bucks here. That that makes it three out of the last four weeks I have picked the team that the Panthers are playing. Um, <laughs> but, but I just think the Bucks are just head to toe the better team compared to this Panthers team. I think the Panthers are going to play better than they did last week against Jacksonville, but Tampa Tampa is going to take this win. All right, so those are our picks. For Week 18, the last regular season picks for another day of sports podcast in this season. Uh, let's move on from NFL and talk a little basketball. Mike, how are the Celtics doing? Well, so the Celtics, is
1: before we did this uh, last show, I knew that the Celtics were playing the Pistons who at the time had lost 27 games in a row. And I was like, I just have this eerie feeling about this game because we're playing a team that is desperate for a win. And, you know, who wants to be the team that, you know, breaks their losing streak. And the, they were up 19 at halftime, and I was, like, shaken. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. We're gonna. This is such an embarrassment. But the Celtics came back in the third quarter. Then it was back and forth in the fourth. It went to overtime. Celtics won in overtime, got their first overtime win of the season. The Celtics, to that point, had lost every game in overtime. They were 0-3. Um, so they won at home against the Pistons, and then they had uh, one more home game to close out 2023. That they were able to win. um and again, and that was against your Toronto Raptors. Uh, and then they played uh, <laughs> then they played one more game to finish twenty twenty three uh, on New Year's Eve down in San Antonio, Texas, where they were able to beat the Spurs by like thirty points. I think it was like one thirty four to one oh four or something like that. So um Celtics are looking good. Best team in uh, basketball. Uh, you finished twenty twenty three with the best record at home, best record overall, best record on the road. Um, they've just been dominant so far this year, but they were dominant at this point in the year last year. So I'm not going to count my chickens before they hatch. There's a lot of basketball season left to be played. A lot can happen. A lot of trades can be made. Injuries can happen. Um, but I'm feeling good going into 2024 as a Celtics fan. And I hope that, um, you know, when I make my, uh, new year's Eve post on a review for the year, I can include in there that this year was great because the Celtics won a championship. That's what I'm hoping to be able to add to my new
0: year's eve post uh later this year all right well g- good to hear that the celtics are continuing their winning ways albeit a little ugly but hey it wins a win especially in the long nba regular season um yeah. so good for them very sad for my toronto raptors as they like you said they ended up <laughs> allowing the pistons to end their losing streak of 28 straight games and not break the nba single season record um Sad day for Raptors fans. On the same day, they ended up trading uh, OG Adenobi away for RJ Barrett. And I don't remember who the other player was from the Knicks. So a new look Raptors team going forward. Seems like they're trying to just get something going and potentially sneak themselves into maybe a play in tournament spot. But we will see there. Syracuse basketball. Uh, We were all watching. Well, you weren't watching because you had to work. But the Syracuse versus Pittsburgh matchup this past Saturday, a big one. In our social circle, as we have a friend who went to the University of Pittsburgh, um, Chris. And this was a close, closely contested game. Uh, two very athletic teams. The biggest difference, Pittsburgh missed a lot of free throws in this game. Uh, Syracuse ended up winning the game 81-73. to 73, And I can assure you that Pittsburgh missed at least eight free throws in this game because they were missing a lot of them. Um... The Syracuse basketball team is a very different look from any Syracuse basketball team we have seen in a long time. Very athletic, uh, a lot of slashers, a lot of guys who can make athletic and big plays. Not the greatest shooting team, but they can hit threes when they need to. Um, And they did just enough to beat Pittsburgh here in this matchup, Mike.
1: Yeah, I was able to see the last two minutes because we put it up in our service area of the game on, uh, but it's it's way away from where my desk is, so I had to like kind of sneak off when there was a quiet moment, which there wasn't many. Uh, it was a very busy Saturday for me, um, and I could see that the, you know Syracuse was turning the ball over a lot in the last two minutes, trying to give it Pitt every chance they could to come back into it. Uh, but anytime that you know Syracuse beats Pitt. Uh, and we have bragging rights over Chris. It's always fun. Anytime any of my teams beat Chris's teams, it's always fun because he's always uh, a rival to to me in some way. You know, Syri- I mean, Syracuse and Pet aren't really rivals, but you know, he's an Eagles fan. I'm a Giants fan. Uh, he's a Sixers fan. I like the Celtics. So anytime I can get a win over him, I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> I don't I have any chances in the football department, but I always seem to win in, when it comes to basketball.
0: There he's you go. He's professional basketball. Yeah. And even in uh, amateur college basketball as well. So Syracuse to their next matchup, they have Duke coming up tomorrow night at 9 p.m. One of those late night games against number 14 ranked Duke. Um, I watched Duke. Actually, they were on immediately after the Syracuse-Pittsburgh game. So I watched the first half as they played against, I don't even, I think it was a D2 team. I was like, why the hell are they playing a Division two team right now? Um, and and they, they were absolutely decimating them. But I mean, that was expected obviously duke kind of runs through the big man in the center kyle filipowski they have some great guards on the outside as always so it's gonna be a tough matchup for syracuse but hey like as we said before it's college basketball you never know mike
1: yeah this is gonna be the first syracuse game i'm gonna be able to watch in full because i won't be working uh, at nine o'clock at night um and uh there's no holiday festivities going on or like friend gatherings where i'm gonna be doing that as opposed to watching the game i'll be it's a normal tuesday night where we'll be watching the game. Uh, and uh hopefully the first full game I watch that's not against uh, a division two team uh they can pull out a victory so I'll be simulcasting watching Syracuse on one screen and I'll have the Celtics on another screen and hoping that both of my teams uh get a W tomorrow night but Duke's gonna be a tough tough one I was at the Duke Syracuse game last year it was a uh, uh not good <laughs> <laughs> it was not good but let's go orange uh speaking of and, orange uh, I was gonna say a quick update Texas just scored so
0: it's 14 14. Horns there up, you baby. Go. Speaking of Orange, Texas putting points on the board and making Money Mike happy. But also speaking of Orange, let's go, Bandits. You, you can keep trying. No one cares about lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo champs, baby. Uh, they did just lose to the game that we watched, uh, went to see live this past Friday. They lost to the Georgia Swarm in a very disappointing effort by the Buffalo Bandits. But they will get it back. Because we're going for a repeat championship, baby. You know, there's not a, a lot of sports that the, the WNBA is more popular than, but uh professional lacrosse is one of them. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's a fair point. <laughs> but shout out to the NLL. Also, shout out to Seth in the chat, Pop Bob. Thank you for stopping in. Hey, <laughs> says Sir Burrito Banda is the only bandit I cheer for. That's fair. Totally understood. Um totally But understand. that it, that is going to wrap it up for us. Here on another damn sports podcast as Money Mike is watching this exciting matchup between Washington and Texas, hoping that Texas pulls it out. Uh, Exciting college football playoff already. We will see who is going to be playing in the national championship. By the time you listen to this podcast on Spotify, you will already know. Um, Very exciting to be able to go into week 18 as well and see all of these huge matchups uh, to get into the playoffs for the Jags, for the Bills, the Dolphins. So many different teams vying to extend their season, get those playoff checks, and potentially uh, continue their greatness. Um, uh, Madden says in the chat, Chris Sale, Boston trading everyone, dot, dot, dot. What happened, Mike?
1: Uh, Yeah, so the uh, the Red Sox traded Chris Sale to the Atlanta Braves. um, And uh, Boston's uh, front office is getting very heavily criticized right now for – Conducting themselves like a small market team, despite the fact they have one of the largest payrolls in baseball. Uh, I really don't know what they're doing, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't know if they're looking at the situation that, with their current roster and what's available out there and thinking we're we're not really going to be competitive this year. So let's just make some small moves for now to build for uh, to be the base of a future. I, don't, I, I really don't know. Um, no, there have been no big splashes of moves in terms of somebody that we've brought in. Um, Chris Sale. Look, he, I mean, he's uh, he was great in 2018, the year that we won the world series and we had the best uh, team in baseball by far in the regular season. We dominated the regular season. We dominated the playoffs. He was fantastic. But since then he's been very injury prone. Um, and even when he has played, he hasn't played great. So I was not crying over losing Chris sale. I'm like, all right,
0: next. Yeah. I can already, I can see the dejected look on your face as well as the dejected tone in your voice. So it's yeah, very clear I, that the, there's not much to look up to when it comes to the Red Sox coming into this next season.
1: No, I yeah, and he literally came in um, one year. I think it was not this past. It, was, it wasn't was this year. It was uh, the season before that. He was on injured reserve for months. He comes back, and in the first inning of a game at Yankee Stadium, a pitch gets hit right back to him, and it, like, hits his finger and, like, pulls it and breaks his finger, and he was out for the rest of the year at that point. It was like, oh. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's just the worst luck you could ever imagine in terms of injuries. My gosh.
1: But I will compliment Chris Sale. He was great for us in 2018. He did his part. He was brought in to help us win a World Series, and he accomplished that. And he inspires people who look like me that you can be a professional athlete because he's as skinny as me, if not skinnier, and he is a professional athlete. So you can be a skinny beanpole and still make a professional spot in the Major League Baseball as a pitcher if you look like me, a tall beanpole, pasty white guy because Chris Sale inspired and carries the flag for those of us in that camp. So thank you, Chris
0: Sale. Why didn't you get inspired and make the MLB, Mike? Because by the time I was inspired, it was too late. (laughs) There you go. If Money Mike just tried a little harder at a younger age, he would be an MLB all-star. You know,
1: I would have tried to play baseball, but all the really mean kids played baseball. So, you know.
0: (laughs) And there it is. Money Mike's uh, childhood trauma coming up a little bit on this podcast. (laughs) You, that that's what you listen and watch for folks well thank you so much to everyone for listening and watching another name sports podcast throughout this entire regular season by the time we talk to you again the regular season will be over we will know exactly what the playoff picture looks like for the remainder of this nfl season and uh it's going to be exciting to talk about mike can't wait
1: yeah I, i'm i'm very excited and i i i, I despite my you know quote-unquote hate of the bills on this podcast. I do hope that they win and make the playoffs cause it's so much more exciting when they're involved and relevant. Um, and I sincerely hope that I am wrong about my feeling about the Titans game. And I hope that the Jaguars win and get in because it'll be so much more fun for the show to talk about, you know, the Jags playoff game and then the bills playoff game. If we have to only talk about one or, Oh God forbid, none of them. It's more of like a, ugh you know, like yeah. cool football playoffs, but there's not as much like buildup and excitement as there, there would be otherwise. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I love uh, playoff football. Um, the, the one silver lining if your team isn't in the, the playoffs is that you don't really have that stress throughout the week and you don't have the stress on the weekends. It's just kind of like you can just watch and hope for competitive
0: games. There you go. Yep, well, what's good for the show is hopefully what will happen. Enjoy week 18 of the NFL season and take care.